back here on the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter. I am Chip Patterson, joined by Kyle Porter. Uh, it, we are sitting here counting down the moments to, as you just said, uh, before we started recording here, the the sixth major of the season. The, the, the conclusion of the West Coast Swing is an absolute monster. It's the Genesis Open. It's at Riviera. Um, it's our first time that we've seen Tiger Woods since the Farmers Insurance Open. Uh, we get Rory McIlroy back in action, Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Phil coming off a T2 a week ago, and we will get into uh, DJ, Phil, and Ted Potter as well. But um, this is like, and, and we're sitting here, Kyle, on February 13th, like, the Florida swings coming up next. Uh, this is a pretty exciting time in the golf season. It really is. This field is a joke. I mean, this field might turn out to be better than the WGC Mexico uh, tournament in a couple weeks because Jason Day is skipping that. Rory is skipping that. Spieth might skip that. And so it's weird to see a tournament that's not a WGC or a major or the players potentially have. I mean, it's, it's probably technically not going to have as good a field, but you've got DJ Rory Spieth, JT, Phil tiger, uh, Tommy Fleetwood's playing Paul Casey, Thomas Peters, Thomas Peters finished second here last year. Patrick Cantlay, Bubba who might pull out. We can talk about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and for the, the wizards in the, in the field again, uh, for, and for them to be playing Riviera is just, I'm, I'm jacked. I'm fired up. And this is going to be, uh, you mentioned this, uh, in your preview. And of course, all of Kyle's brilliant previews and picks can always be found on cbsports.com. You mentioned this, but like Southern California is just, like the energy around there is tremendous right now because it's coinciding with the NBA All Star Game. Like the, I know that our our friend Robbie Callant was out there. He's going out there with Uproxx to do All Star Game coverage. He's like, oh yeah, and I'm I'm just gonna get to pop into the Genesis Open. Like there's going to be uh, a lot of power players, a lot of celebrities, a lot of. Uh, big names that are going to be bouncing for back and forth between you know the slam dunk contest and you know Tiger Woods cut watch. Yeah, I mean, wh- what if we get? I mean, how how cool could Sunday be in terms of uh, an elite winner at, at the Genesis, and then you know potentially a, I, I don't know the All Star Game is kind of whatever. But no, I but that's the other thing is we got to remember we've got the new uh, fantasy rosters. For the All Star yeah. Game this year, the team Steph against Team LeBron, like the intrigue, like I, you know, when they announced it, I was like, ah, oh, we'll see how it goes. And then they unveiled the rosters and they were talking about the draft, and I was like, well, like bit hooked right here, you got me. Like I'm, I am going to watch this All Star Game when I've probably skipped the last two. Yeah, you're you're definitely gonna see like uh, either somebody who, like a big name who maybe misses the cut. Or somebody who's kind of out of it on Saturday night, or even even if they're not out of it, be at the because uh, the the slam dunks on Saturday night, right? Right. You're gonna see some golfers there. These guys, the the, the guy, it's whole, I think it's so funny to talk to. I've mentioned this before, but to talk to professional golfers about either the NBA or the NFL, they're obsessed. Like they can't get enough. And we're gonna see Bubba play in the uh, the celebrity game on Friday night. 
which he he said I, I still am not totally sure if this was tongue in cheek. He said he would pull out of, of Riviera just to make it to the celebrity game to play with Common and Paul Pierce and uh, White Chocolate. Jason Williams is in the game. I think that's the Jason Williams. I, I don't know. There's five of them, so I, I don't know which one. I think that Jason Williams might be uh, college basketball commentator oh that that jason williams yeah i could be wrong i think it's the yeah. j j will former duke player who uh you're, huh yeah you're, you're probably right um but so but and this is an event that bubba's won twice in the last four years i know <laughs> was he kidding about that i i haven't seen that I, I don't know if there's video of the actual interview it was in it was originally in golf digest and he just straight up said, like, I'm not missing the celebrity game. Like, I couldn't believe what I was reading. I was like, "Were the, is this an actual quote? Like, is this a parody? I, I, okay, so I don't have the tea times up here, but I'm just going to assume that he got, he got lined up with, like, afternoon Thursday, morning Friday to make it yeah, all he, work. He got, uh, let's see here. I do have him pulled up. He had, he had 12.15 on Thursday. And then on Friday... He got, let's see here. He got uh, 7.30 a.m. Yeah, see? There you go. Adam Scott and Dustin Johnson. So there you go. But, I mean, last year it rained throughout the whole tournament. Uh, if it rains, if something gets bumped into that, I mean, who, who knows what could happen. Uh, but by golly, Bubba's going to be, you know, dishing to Common and being coached by Katie Nolan on Friday night. Nice. Yeah. Um. There is uh, there's also an Adidas sponsored celebrity game, which is uh, two chains as one captain and Snoop Dogg is the other, and it's just West Coast rappers against South slash East Coast rappers. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I want to say I'm Gucci's guessing, out there, and I mean I, that's that's the one I wanted cameras for, but I don't know how how we're going to get it. Not in that one. Mm, I think that you're correct in that. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's start. We we we've got a lot to uh, to pick apart here. Um, let's start with Dustin Johnson because he's playing with Bubba and he is uh, kind of a monster here at this course. Uh, seven top ten finishes in ten appearances, and he is like uh, like he was a year ago playing absolutely ridiculous golf at this point in the calendar. Um, did you, did you jump in on, uh, Brendan Porath, who's been on the uh, guest on this podcast before kind of had fun over at SB nation in, in his breakdown, you know, sort of, sort of lining up the, the Ted Potter jr. versus Dustin Johnson. Like this is like, these are the two opposite ends of the spectrum yeah. When it comes to the PGA tour, like, did you, did you find yourself on Sunday kind of feeding off, uh, that, that contrast between those two, uh, as they were making their way down the final stretch at Pebble? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to ignore, you know, uh, DJs won 11 seasons in a row. Uh, Potter once missed 24 cuts in a row on the web.com tour. Like it, it's, it's almost a joke, like how how opposite they are. Uh, obviously, Potter's left-handed, DJ's right hand. I mean, it, it, it the swings. Like every, one is a, single, one is athletically arrogant, yeah, and the other, boy, it's something. Yeah, it is something. Uh, it is. It's a professional golf swing, apparently, but it doesn't. And, and I I caught. Uh, I tweeted that. Uh, 
you know, Potter looks like the kind of guy who takes his golf digests to the uh, to the course on the weekend. And in between holes, he's looking up like, you know, swing planes and and whatever. <laughs> and I it's a, you know, I'm joking around and people were coming at me all day like, what do you think now? What do you think now? And I was like, well, I think he made 12 pars in a row to win a golf tournament. Like, and, and that, you know, I, that's the beauty of golf, right? Like, Ted Potter Jr. can win every week. Like, in what, what other sport can that happen? You know, and and again, it's it's theoretical. Like, he's not going to win every week, but right. it certainly is is fun. When I, I thought his post round interview at Pebble was awesome. Like, he was you know borderline crying talking about the masters and oh no no no! He, but not just not yeah, just believe yeah. in the masters <laughs> he was he was fired up to defend his par three title at augusta national <laughs> that's when you that's when you know you haven't uh like you're not you're probably not on dj's level is when you're talking about defending the par three <laughs> uh cha- cha- or uh contest uh during augusta week but good for him it, it, i mean he he did it down the stretch you know and dj didn't play that well I, what did he, i think he shot 73 or whatever right but uh potter's one of the wizard is one of two guys to have beaten dj in the last three tournaments uh so that's justin rose in china beat him by two and then potter beat him by three that's it he won the tournament of champions and beat everybody else or, or at least tied uh, the other guys that he went up against. So good for him. It's great. It was a great weekend. I mean, his Saturday was unbelievable. Could have shot a 59 at Monterey and uh, put himself in position. He said in the uh, post round interview, you know, he just, you know, went back to the tournaments he had won and, you know, trying to figure out the the way to close it out. You know, we, we've talked before about how you, uh, you know, sometimes you got to figure out how to win golf tournaments and for him to tap into experience from the Hooters tour, and figure fend off the likes of Phil Mickelson, Jason Day, and Dustin Johnson with that Hooters Tour winning experience. That's just awesome. I, I mean, do, doesn't there have to be a moment on Sunday? I, I didn't. I didn't read his his uh, press conference transcript. I don't know. If, believe it or not, but there has to be a moment on Sunday. And and Sunday is so weird at Pebble because you're waiting on every tee, and they were playing behind four. They only had a group of three because. Wayne Gretzky WD or whatever there has to be a moment like on 16 17 18 coming home where you're like I'm about to be Dustin Johnson at Pebble like right. it's, I mean it's it's one thing to be Troy Kelly at the Greenbrier in July but to be DJ at Pebble I mean that, that's like that can't not cross your mind and yet he he showed zero emotion he's just I mean soulless it was unbelievable blacked and, out uh, and just part his way home to a championship. I know <laughs> it was, it was fantastic. Uh, so yeah, it, I, you know, it, it's, it's hard because part of me, sometimes I look at these things like who, okay, what, what's, what's easier to write about. I could write 5,000 words on command about DJ and his swing and his game or whatever. But I thought it was pretty cool that, that somebody like Ted Potter could, uh, you know, stare him down on Sunday and not blink and take a trophy. As, uh, as, as DJ, uh, enters this week at Riviera, the, the, the success at this course, the form that his game is in right now, 
uh, makes him the first of all the odds the the odds on favorite he is five to one Roy McElroy uh, next on the board at eleven to one Spieth at twelve to one JT at sixteen then we get into Phil I I can't help but think that his um, the the strength of his game and the consistency of him playing well over the last I guess what are we going to stretch this out to two years maybe year and a half two years it makes it that it's almost um, less of a, a a story in conversation. You know, I, I find myself more excited to talk about and think about uh, Tiger Woods. I find myself more excited to think about and talk about Phil Mickelson, who's starting to play really well and who hasn't won since 2013, uh, to think about and to talk about Rory McIlroy, when in reality the the odds certainly favor DJ winning this thing to the point where that would almost be boring and regular. You're completely right. And I was thinking about this the other day, but DJ has somehow become the most consistent entity on the PGA tour. And if you, if you look back at the beginning of his career, it was always like, Oh, you know, what what are we going to get? Like he's obviously a supreme talent, but he might shoot 82 at pebble. He might ground his club at, whistling straights like I you know I don't know what we're getting and now it's like he's he's the guy that you know what you're getting every week you know I, I don't think we talk enough about like the way he's improved his putting I, I don't know what he is strokes gained wise this year but he was like top 80 top 70 top 60 the last three years pretty consistently and it's like if a guy who swings like that is top 70 he's gonna he's gonna win a lot and when he talked about winning eight or nine times in Hawaii at the beginning of the year, I think people kind of laughed about it, but it's not really that crazy. No. You know, just 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 the way that he's playing. And he's finished uh, top four each of the last four years at this tournament, which is a joke. He shot even par on Sunday last year and won by five. Jeez. Or on in the final round. They played 36 on Sunday. Jeez. So it's just, it, it's... I don't know how you mentally, if you're not Rory or JT or somebody like that, I don't, I don't know if you're uh, Jason Kokrak or Shane Lowry. What are, you, what are you thinking going into a tournament with DJ in the field? It's, it, it's like uh, Golden State Warriors. If we're going to contend this, uh, this sort of NBA yeah. theme to the it is he is the Golden State Warriors of the PGA Tour right now. Yeah, it's, it's not only that you're uber-talented, because obviously the Warriors are, but you're also consistently at that level. Right. And so it, it makes it like, I mean, you just, you have to put, I mean, Ted Potter plays the, the tournament of his life to beat DJ, you know, and that's kind of what you have to hope for, which has to be, uh, I mean, it's always true that the stars have to have to play badly for the, uh, Brian Gaze and, you know, Shane Lowry's and, whoever of the world to, to win tournaments but dj just is on a on a different planet right now i mean it's it's crazy so uh you know without teasing out your expert picks too much you've got dustin johnson as your top 10 lock but do you have him to win no but just because it's boring to pick him every right. week. <laughs> yeah i mean like if, if and because his odds aren't really that good i mean he he's five to one in a field with rory spieth jt phil and you know all these other guys yeah that, that's a that's, that's almost a, that, a tiger that, number that's a that's a bad bet 
Tiger was like three or four or probably two uh, when he was like early 2000s, mid 2000s. And that's kind of where DJ's at right now. I think that people, I, 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 I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe DJ just doesn't sell on like sports center and, and whatever, but he is, I, I mean, it shouldn't, it doesn't feel like it should be a bigger story. Like how good he is right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's boring. Like I, yeah. like I, I am more excited and you know, this, this sort of takes me to the next, uh, the next, the next part of the conversation. Like I'm, I am more excited to, to party like it's what 2006 or 2008. I mean, we Six. got 2006, we got Phil and tiger and yeah. I'm very excited to see how both these guys are playing. Do you subscribe at all to the idea that maybe there's something on some level that C and Tiger get back after it sort of <laughs> sparks Phil a little bit. Didn't uh, Kevin Van Valkenburg, who reintroduced himself to Twitter a couple weeks ago, float that on Twitter? Oh, last week? he floated it as like a hot and lazy take, <laughs> but then said, but I'm all in. And I hope that that's the case. I was thinking on Sunday as Phil came up 18. By the way, I'm here for the uh, Phil has to hole a crazy shot on the 72nd hole of a tournament to to get into a playoff uh, version of Phil. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I'll like, take it. Every, I'll take it every single week. I don't. I don't even. I don't care if he wins. I just want him to have to hole either uh, like a 50 yard bunker shot or hole out from like you know, an uphill lie in the rough from like 190 yards out or whatever. It, it's, it's awesome. But I was thinking as he was coming up 18, that the coolest story that golf could give us this year is, is a uh, tiger Phil final pairing at Augusta. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. Like I, I would, mean, I, I would lose my mind better, better than I know. We always talk about like the sort of, contrast of like tiger and speed or tiger and rory or tiger and jt or whatever but tiger phil final pairing at augusta and it like it sounds a little crazy to say out loud given the way that speed has performed there and given that tigers played you know one tournament in the last two and a half years but phil's playing great phil didn't phil didn't play like this last year on the west coast tiger uh remains to be seen but he looked good at tory and you know, he didn't play for like two months going into the 15 masters and he was in the third to last group. So it's not like, it's not that crazy to, to kind of float out there, but for that pairing final round Sunday, Augusta, I mean, come on, that would be, <laughs> that'd be a joke. So Fourth Phil, center, pick that up. So Phil is putting better and that's sort of where you have the thing sort of hinging for him. Yeah. So he's driving it not terribly <laughs> which for him is a is a huge win and he's the number five ranked putter on tour mm. and so if you look back he's only had three good put or he's only had two good putting seasons in the last uh four years 16 he putted great he finished runner-up three times in three different tournaments including the open that he lost to stinson and 13 uh, he putted great and he won the open and that was his last win. And so last year he didn't putt that well. I mean, for him, he was 40th or 50th or whatever. Uh, 15, he didn't putt that well. Didn't have a very good year. 
I don't think he had a good year. And so you look at Pebble and you look at Phoenix, he's finished top five consecutive weeks. He, he drove it around average for the field. And, you know, and, and he said this after, after his round on Sunday, he said, if I'm putting myself in position on the tee shot to do what I do well, which is hit good iron shots and putt it, then I'm going to contend. I don't know if he said contend, but that's, he was insinuating that. And he's right. I mean, the numbers show it. I, I, I couldn't believe, I don't know if you saw it, but the drive he hit on 18 on Sunday. Monster. He, he was into the wind. He hit a 311. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. And so he talked about picking up his swing speed. And I just, I think we forget that Phil's 47. Like, I think he's like perpetually 39 in our minds. He's almost 50. Well, I mean, that's, that's nuts. And and the way he's swinging it, he's, I think, 43rd on the PGA Tour and driving distance, 304 yard average is, that's pretty impressive. Well, he's uh, he's still a big kid. Personality goes a long way to hide <laughs> our, our our like impression of how old he is, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that yeah, I I think that's true, and I think that's where the I think he has been reinvigorated at times over his career by younger players, Ricky and Spieth and, you know, whoever. And so I think that's sort of where the theory that KVV floated out there has some has some legs of like, hey, let's let's get this cranking again. You know, let's let's do this like it's oh six or oh three or you know. Uh I think were they paired together in the final round one year at Augusta, like oh nine, and they both went out in thirty. <laughs> And it was just if if Twitter had been had been rolling, it would have it would have been just lights out. But they faded late. I mean, if oh, if we could get that now, man, because because that's honest. Yeah. Honestly, that's probably the more the more realistic uh, situation isn't them necessarily in the final group, but them paired together in the final round, both needing to chase. Yeah, let, let's see here. Uh, like, I've got it right here. Yeah, like them in the fourth to last group and then going out there having to just fire at pins. So so uh, I, it was 09. I don't, I don't know if they were paired together, but Tiger goes out in 33 and Phil goes out in 30. So 63 on the front nine. And then, and then Phil shot a 37 coming home, lost by three to Angel Cabrera. And Tiger shot a uh, he shot a thirty five coming home and lost by four. I'm I'm pretty sure they were paired together that year. Um, Tiger, yeah, Tiger made an eagle on eight. So they they shot like a best ball like twenty seven going out. And uh, oof, having that in t- in twenty eighteen would be pretty awesome. So what's your what's your Tiger uh, at Riviera? I mean, this is the first time that he's played here in what twelve years. Yeah, 2006, he doesn't play the course very well. He talked about that on Tuesday. He's like, I love the course. I think it's awesome. I just suck here, basically. I've never, he's never played well. And so, it, I don't know. It, it might create a little bit of a, um, an illusion in terms of like, he might be fine, but miss the cut. And people are like, oh, you know, what's wrong with tight, what, whatever. Well, he, he doesn't really ever play well here. So, yeah. I, I think that that needs to be a caveat going into this week. My my bigger thing is why is he not committed to Honda? I, I guess I don't really understand that. He said on Tuesday that he's waiting to see how sore he is on the weekend or something. 
So what does he have until like Friday at five o'clock? I think is the cutoff. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you have to commit and and he plays late on Friday. And so you have to, I I guess I just, Oh, I hated, I hated his response. Um, you know, it'll, if it's, if I play Honda, it's encouraging. And if I sit out, it's smart. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was very Tiger White. That was, uh, you could tell he thought of it on the fly. And then when he got done saying it, he was like, oh, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I just I, I don't understand that at all because you're not playing Mexico. You're not playing match play. You're not going to be in it. You're not. I mean, where are you going to play? Yeah. I mean, you're going to play Augusta, obviously. But before that, you, I mean, he'll play Arnold Palmer. But you're going to play Houston? Valspar? I'd love to see him at Valspar. That'd be awesome. What if that's his win? <laughs> like speed in 15 wins Valspar wins the masters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for it. Valspar is like the early season travelers, like kind of, kind of sneaky, great kind of sneaky fun. Rory's playing this year. Speed has won it. And like uh, win and winning score is going to be like 21 under. No, they, they usually keep it down, I think. Let, let me look that up. I, I think it's usually around like uh, 12, I want to say. But yeah, I, I guess I just, I don't know. I feel like Tiger is going to play Honda. I just don't know why he won't uh, commit to it. 14 under won it last year, 7, 10, 7, 10. Oh, 13. yeah, they keep it down. Yeah. Um, all right, so 14 of the top 25 players in the world are going to be there. Uh, Rory, JT, and Jordan Spieth, who would you put your if in in the of those three in the head to head golf prop category? Who do you think is going to have a better finish? Well, I don't I don't know. I think Rory's hitting it the best out of ever. <laughs> Rory last week is unbelievable. It's sixteen greens on Friday. Shoots a seventy three or seventy four. Sixteen greens. How many putts did he have? 41? 30, 38. <laughs> 38? I said 41. I, kidding. I told my wife, I said, Rory had 38 putts to, you know, at, at Pebble. And she goes, for the week? <laughs> I said, no, today. She was like, wow. Uh, That's not so, good. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's hard because the way he hit it at uh, – Abu Dhabi and Dubai and the way you hit it at Pebble, you're just like, man, I mean, and I don't know, I'm not going to get like super fired up over three rounds that you're playing. Clearly he was kind of just having fun with his dad and whatever, but 38 putts is, is not good. The, did you see the five putt? No, I did not. Oh my gosh. It was painful. So all that to say, I think he's hitting it better than those other two guys, but I, I guess I'd go with Spieth. He he feels like he's about to start kind of cranking yeah. in terms of in terms of like getting into contention and, and maybe winning before Augusta. Uh, he putted it better at Pebble. Oh, but he and was slappy. He was slapping it. Well, he's always slappy. That's I just know. who he is. But. Uh, more importantly, he talked about on Sunday like that he feels more confident with the putter, and I think that's half the deal. I mean, I really do. Like people talk about lines and you know rhythm and what. Just do you do you feel like you're gonna make it? Like I, I feel like that's seriously half the deal with with a lot of these guys. And and so, you know, 
he he's is still hitting it really well and uh, he almost won this tournament a couple years ago. I think he finished one shot out of a playoff or something. So I, I guess I'd go speed. Give me JT. I, I can't remember. I, I don't remember what he's done at this course. But uh, actually, I'm, let me look that up. Yeah, I'm I'm going JT, and uh, and and I'm going JT because I'm thinking because he's he's playing with uh, Tiger and Rory, right? Oh yeah, that gets yeah. his that, that'll get his juices flowing. Uh, he's been yeah. I don't I don't uh, I don't see much listed here for him on on the Genesis Open. That group is a joke though. JT, Rory, and Tiger. Are we serious? I mean the the just the the monster shots from those three. It's, it's gonna, gonna be awesome. It's gonna be worth uh, every bit of my PGA Tour Live subscription. <laughs> Yeah, shout out PGA Tour Live. Yeah, uh, yeah that's going to be fantastic, and uh, I'm I'm really excited about it. All right, uh, your pick to win. Uh, you're going to like this, Mark Leishman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the perfect Leishman spot. He's 33 to one. Nobody's talking about him. He finished uh, fifth here in 16. Uh, he's, I mean, he's just like, he's almost an auto top 10 at any tournament he plays and big game hunter. This is the biggest big, game. Yeah. This is the most game dangerous course. game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this would be a, uh, I think it's a really good spot for him. Yeah. I really do. Uh, he'll probably get DJ. I'll probably beat him by 30 now, but, um, yeah, I like him at Riviera. Um, your, uh, who do you like as a sleeper? Uh, who did I have? A- Thomas Peters. Yeah, that's right. So he finished. I looked this up. He finished. He was down 13 to DJ going into the final round last year at Riviera. And he shot a 63 and lost by five. <laughs> but there's at least a little bit of a history there. He played really well in the Middle East, too, when he finished fifth in Abu Dhabi a couple weeks ago. So... Yeah, it, I think he was forty to one, thirty-three to one, something like that. Forty to one. He's. It's not like a you know massive sleeper, but I mean, it's just it, this course is fun because unlike most courses that these guys play, it really kind of separates the ball strikers, the shot shapers. I mean, it, it's going to be. I don't know. I just love watching events on this course. We saw it at the USAM last year. It was just electric. I mean, it was just awesome. So you're going to see guys like uh, Peters and JT and Rory and, and all these guys, Paul Casey, that are just unbelievable ball strikers, I think have a lot of success. Um, over under Tiger Woods' best round for the week uh, at Riviera, 69 and a half. <laughs> uh over yeah kind of feels like a feels like a win for tiger woods is like uh 72 70 73 71 uh like yeah. it's like the, I mean, like the four four rounds in a row i think for him to shoot 70 there would be pretty good i mean dj wanted it uh, I guess DJ was like 17 under last year or 18 or something like that. But 
I don't know. I, I think you just you combine the fact that scores are not usually super low there with the fact that he's never really played that great. And I, I, I think if he shoots a you know one or two seventies on the week, that's pretty solid. Nice. Uh, but we'll be locked in. Uh, make sure you file, follow Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS and keep it locked to CBS Sports all through the weekend uh, for all the updates um, from just an absolutely loaded field and a really fun course. Uh, Kyle, uh, I'm fired up. I'll be right there with you. Absolutely, Chip. We'll uh, we'll do it again next week. Break it down. Right.